My name is Jason Doldine, and I'm the host of Reaching Roots, a podcast with a goal to make life easier for parents and families so they can reach further. We're talking to people who inspire us with their journey, tell us about the problems they are solving, and provide us insight that helps us and our children learn and grow. Kids like to spend money, but are they thinking it through? Responsible spending habits will help your child learn how to make the right choices. Kids want to save money for many things, but don't know how. As a parent, we all want the best for our children, for them to be happy and do well in life. Sam Rennick, co-creator of Sammy Rabbit, says, Without a working knowledge of money, it is extraordinarily difficult to do well in life. Money is central to transacting life day in and day out. Where we live, what we eat, clothes we wear, car we drive, healthcare, education, child rearing, gift giving, and lots of other things. You name it, money is involved. When kids reach school age, they begin to understand the difference between $1 and $100 and how much you need to buy candy from the corner store. This is when you need to start teaching them about money, the important concept of being content, being grateful, learning how to give and figuring out the value of work, time, money, and opportunity cost. Pam Leonage created Money Prep because as a mother of four, she knew it mattered and wanted kids all over the world to benefit from learning about the universal language of money. Creating a new generation of money smart kids, Money Prep is an edutech company that was designed to teach kids money skills that they can conceptualize, practice, and retain. In this episode, we talk to Pam about how we can teach our kids the various aspects of money, how it works, bank cards, budgeting, saving, giving, earning, and investing. All right, welcome, Pam. Thank you. So, Pam, tell me a little bit about uh, just your background and uh, how you got started with Money Prep. Sure, um, happy to. So, my background professionally is in the financial services industry. So, um, I worked with one of the big financial institutions doing everything from lending to account management to a little bit of admin. And I found that the, the pillar of finance that I fell in love with was lending. And primarily that's because you get to help people achieve big things, you know, you get to help them buy a car and buy a house. And so you, you kind of become a part of, of their life's goals. And so I love that. And I got to meet a lot of people and, and help a lot of people. And so that was fantastic. A great professional um, career for me. And then I got married and had four kids. <laughs> and so uh, then that also became a part of my focus as, as in terms of, you know, raising these humans to be the best that they can be and kind of um, helping them out with all the life skills that, that I could pass on. Right. So money prep and, and starting this, uh, this journey of teaching kids financial literacy kind of is the convergence of both of those worlds. You know, my, my professional world of finance and, and uh, banking and my personal world of family and kids. And so it's a, it's a great perfect storm uh, to be able to offer kids and the next generation the benefit of, of my professional knowledge. Yeah, got, got it. So like, um, but how did the idea come to you to kind of like, you know, start this company called Money Prep? Yeah. So it's interesting. I actually, uh, it was from one of my son's grade four teachers. So she was doing a um, 
kind of a, a classroom call out for parents to come in and talk to the kids about their professional world. What do they do? You know, so there was people coming in who were accountants and and uh, lawyers and grocery store workers and everybody. And they were telling kids about what their world was like and, and kind of what they could learn from it. And so my world was banking. So uh, of course, in my true fashion, I always <laughs> take a task like that and I go full out. So I um, created some activities for the kids to do where kind of like the game of life, you know, where I gave each of them an income and a specific situation, like loan payments and things like that. Oh, really and through, yeah, it was really fun. We worked through the budgeting process and um, I shared with them some of my stories of, of my lending days and kind of the things that I saw as, as a lender. And, you know, it was kind of one of those aha moments where I just, I knew I had them, you know, the, their attention was, um, super crisp yeah they loved it they loved the topic of money what kid doesn't like learning about money you know yeah, so no. I, I had something and the teacher said you know this is really great knowledge to pass on to to kids and you need to run with it and wow. so that's what we've done <laughs> well, that's great so tell me you know how old should kids be before we start talking to them about money yeah you know what you can start talking to them as early as toddler age, really. Um, th there's studies out there that have said that kids can grasp um, the idea of money by three, four years old, and they're already starting to form money habits by age seven. So um, even for the little ones, you know, you can you can start teaching them or introducing the idea of money through through play. You know, like I, I remember with my kids, I did a lot of um, uh, pretend. You know, so. You're going to sell me a mud pie. Okay. How much does that cost? Okay. One, two, three, four, not in terms of dollars and cents and actual yep. value, but just the idea of trade and um, understanding how, yeah. how money works. Right. So what are money habits for a 70 year old? Like what will you expect in terms of <laughs> money habits that a 70 year old should have? Yeah. It's not necessarily that they should have money habits by then, but they will start picking up on it. Right. Um, so and what does it look like? Yeah, yeah. So that's things like how do how what do I see in, in my environment? How how are my parents spending their money? Are we going to the grocery store and just getting everything we want? Are they looking at price tags? Are they weighing things out to see how much it's gonna cost? Are right. they comparing product to product? Those kind of things that they that they watch is what they start emulating. So so I think that's what is kind of meant by they can start picking up habits. Yeah. Uh, that early it's, it's just the environment that they're in and, and what they see yeah and I guess uh, they may not even realize that they're picking those habits yeah. up right because later in life they'll be like oh yeah my mom bought you know groceries by comparing products and this is how I should be doing yep 100% 100% they pick it up because that's how they learn right they learn by by watching especially uh, at that age it's it's by watching and doing yeah so. very interesting so, you know, money, money has so many different facets to it, right? Um, and uh, obviously there's sort of the, I kind of feel like there's like the emotional part of it, which is about, you know, um, being sort of content with it, being grateful for what you have. And then there's, you know, sort of the technical pieces of it, right? Where do parents start and kind of how would you, uh, how would you advise, um, you know, parents kind of go about getting people, getting kids um, sort of used to the concept of money? Yeah. You're right. There are there are different components to it. There's the 
I, emotions are a huge part of it, you know, and goals. Uh, what do you want to achieve with money? You know, like if you're happy, if you're happy with, um, you know, this amount of money every month and you, you're happy with your life, that's fantastic. I think that's best. That's the best way to approach um, having a healthy understanding about money is to just, it doesn't matter how much you have, you just know how to manage it. Right. Yeah. So is that, is that what we should be teaching our kids? Like, should we be starting with like the emotional piece of it in terms of like, you know, um, cause I mean, I guess if you're, if you're, if you're never going to be happy with what you have, then you're going to always be in this, you're always going to be on this constant roller coaster. Yeah, that's exactly it. I think it's, um, I think it's very important to understand that money management and being confident with money and being happy with, with where you're at is not about how much you have. It's just, it's just understanding how to navigate with what you've got, right. you know? And um, so that's definitely something that I do with my kids as well. Yes. Yeah, so I guess that takes you yeah. into budgeting, right? I mean, which is yeah. really about trying to figure out how you're going to spend your money. Budgeting is a huge one <laughs> and decision-making, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So obviously there's lots of different things, but maybe, maybe let's just start with like the concept of cash and debit and credit. Mm -hmm. And today we barely use any cash. And I kind of feel like this whole concept of, hand the card or actually tap right we're tapping now tap yes and done and i can get all this stuff i kind of feel like it's obfuscated the importance of money and makes it much more difficult to get children to really understand the value um, yeah. maybe you can talk a little bit about your thoughts on that and how can we just how, how do we teach the kids value money yeah you're right plastic is very abstract right yeah. so um i feel like for young kids, the best way is still with physical money. You know, it's the piggy bank. It's understanding how to save and put physically putting those coins and those dollars into the piggy bank, right. um, emptying it, counting it, manipulating it in your hands, seeing how much you've got. I think that's the, the first way to start teaching yeah. kids value. Um, but as they get older, you know, you're right. Cash kind of starts to become obsolete especially preteen and teenagers, you know, they, they've all got bank cards now. Yeah. Um, they don't have credit cards yet necessarily, but they have the, they have the plastic, yeah. right? And so um, that's an important, that's a very important piece, especially um, when it comes to the older kids who are now wanting to buy more stuff. You know, they, they're having social lives and, yeah. and they're wanting to go out more and they're wanting to, you know, put gas in their car and go out with their friends and to the restaurants and stuff like that. And it's easy to just tap, 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 right? Yeah. So I always encourage um, parents and kids of that age to just, it's fine to do that. That's the way the world is moving, right. but you need to keep track of it. You know, go onto your online banking once a week, once every couple of weeks, see where you're at, because it's very easy to, to tap, tap, tap your way to insufficient funds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, just they need to be able to keep track and understand the importance of keeping track, and and that will help them to stay on on a budget that they can set for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. So basically, I mean, it's like you you can't just introduce them to the concept of debit. You have to introduce them to how they can be checking on that and auditing themselves. You know. Yeah. I'm sure there's, I mean, there's, a, there's a better term being able to talk about it with. Uh, with uh, with young kids <laughs> yeah that's a big part of growing up you know and then even past even past the debit card phase when they get into credit cards yeah. you know there's a whole another ball game right yeah. 
because no. that's, that's not money coming out of your account. That's money you have to pay back. Right. So, so uh, yeah, that's a whole other ball game. And I think um, that that teenage um, age group needs to understand what credit is and how it works and how it can possibly get you into trouble. You know, yeah. so you steer clear of that. Yeah. So do you have a framework of some sort that you kind of would would walk parents through to kind of work to to help teach kids the various different sort of categories or aspects of money? Yeah, I think it depends on the age group, you know, because you're going to talk differently to to an elementary kid than you are um, a kid in grade 10, 11, 12. You know, so um, the younger ones, it's about understanding, uh, like we talked about earlier, a little bit more about the value, how do you earn it? How do you, how do you make a decision? Um, those kind of things. When you get to the older kids, you're wanting to more now talk about the application of, of the concepts of learning, like the, the idea that um, you need to invest for the future. We all know that, but you got to plan for that, you know? Right. So it's putting together um, the budgeting piece, the planning piece, um, those, those core spending steps and values um, in terms of, you know, you got to, you got to research, you got to compare, you got to think before you buy, give yourself a 24 hour cool down before you do an impulse buy, like things like that. Uh, the more applied pieces of learning are what I would, I would suggest we need to look at more for the older kids, because that's something that they're going to be actually able to use when they, when they do get out into the, into the world on their own independently. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's really about teaching the younger kids uh, kind of the concepts of money, but then you're, you're getting into more applications of it with the, with the older ones. Yeah. What do you say um, to kids who say, well, you know, I want to make my own money and maybe they're like 11 years old, right? Uh, and I pick a number only because they're not legally allowed to work yet. Yeah. So how do you, how do you, like, what can they do? How do they actually go about making money and what can parents be doing to help them do that? Yeah, I say go to it. You know, any any kid at ten or eleven years old who's who's uh, you know keen to to earn for themselves, yeah. that's awesome. You know, I, I look at a. I'm gonna bring up my husband because I thought it was so great at our wedding. He um, pulled out this this sheet of paper, this eight and a half by eleven, which was his flyer that yeah. he when he was twelve years old, and it said you know junior lawn service quality quality job at reasonable price or something like that right. and he delivered it to all these mailboxes and um i thought you know do kids do that enough these days you know <laughs> it's getting out there it's getting active it's really trying to earn and to understand that earning takes work it doesn't just come you know um so anybody that's entrepreneurial or any kid that's entrepreneurial um any way you can support them do it what, what are some of the other ideas? Because, you know, like uh, back when we were kids, you had the quintessential kind of newspaper route, right? Uh, that doesn't, doesn't necessarily <laughs> exist as much right now. They don't even think newspapers barely exist. Uh, what are some of the ideas now that parents, you know, of young children could actually have them do? Yeah. So I've seen a few things just with, with my own kids and with their friends. There's, of course, the neighborhood services like, you know, snow shoveling, grass cutting, um, you know, yeah. those things. Um, but there's also, there's a whole new world of opportunity for kids these days compared to when, when we were children. Um, the internet, it, you know, and YouTube and all, all those channels really open up a lot of opportunity for them. Um, my oldest son, who's in high school, is selling hoodies online, you know, that he's designed himself. And, and there's a whole 
um, infrastructure set up to do that. It's not like it used to be where you have to, you know, make a design, go get them ordered, hold a whole bunch of sizes and hope somebody buys them, right, right, yeah. you know, hold your inventory and all. It's, it's much easier for them. So there's, there's a lot of opportunity for someone who's, who's um, keen to look. Yeah. I guess, you know, that whole thing brings up another topic and that, that we probably won't have time to go into right now, but, you know, obviously there's all the challenges of, of online and screen time and safety on the internet and everything. And then yeah. how do you, how do you sort of balance that with, you know, allowing our kids that are younger, right? I mean, maybe high school is a bit older, but um, that are younger um, in terms of actually transitioning to do some of those things. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. So tell me a little bit about Money Prep. Like, what are you guys doing at Money Prep? So what we started was, as I said, we started kind of in the classroom and doing and doing um, kind of interactive workshops with kids. And I quickly realized that, wow, there's only one of me and there's millions of kids out there to reach. So we decided to go digital. And by doing that, we have taken kind of the, the core idea of, of having your kids participate in the learning journey with money and we've gamified it, you know? So we've made it fun. Um, there's a lot of extra learning out there that kids can, uh, that parents can sign their kids up for and that kids can do. And we wanted to make sure that uh, because this is such an important topic, um, we don't want it to be a chore. We want it to be fun and we want those lessons to stick. So uh, the program that we've built is really interactive. It's truly kind of bringing kids into the world of money and, and showing them how to make decisions. And then they're actually participating in it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been a great, it's been really well received since we launched. Okay. So, I mean, if, if, if you've got a parent that's actually listening, I mean, how do they sort of like find their way, way through this? Like, where do they start? Yeah. So they can sign up for an account and uh, basically create a username and password for their child. Okay. Child can log into the program and then they just start. So they, you know, they click kids play now and then they start their learning journey. So there's um, videos in there that teaches different concepts. There is um, activities and games that they'll play that will reinforce that learning and um, they have fun while they're doing it. Okay. And is there like an age group that you uh, recommend for this? Yep. So the online learning is for grades one to six okay. and the older kids were uh, about to launch in the next couple of weeks, uh, a different program for them. So right now we're reaching them through teachers, Got it. Uh, but we are developing right now uh, a program for them. But the, the online interactive digital program we've got now is for elementary. Okay. And is there like a charge for this? Do you guys have like different tiers? Yep. There's different tiers. So there is a free version. So you can go on, check it out, see what it's like, um, get an idea and a feel for, for the games that we're playing and, yep. uh, and, the, and the lessons that we're teaching. And um, then the kids that are loving it, you know, there is a premium version so they can get some of the advanced concepts and uh, play some more interactive games. Okay, very cool. So um, tell me some of the challenges that you might have faced while, while you're kind of actually uh, doing this and teaching kids to, uh, to learn about money. Yeah, so challenges of building this program, I would say um, the biggest one is that financial literacy as it stands right now is not a core subject, right? So yeah. um, we have the challenge of, of um, sharing the importance of the topic with parents because there's only so much that, that, that they wanna sign up for, right? Or that kids have time to do. So it's, um, it's kind of 
spreading that message that this is a life skill that is more important than report cards. You know, like there's there's a lot of programs out there that are um, geared towards, you know, increasing your grades and getting to the next level in terms of um, schoolwork and stuff like that, which is definitely great and needed. But I feel like sometimes this this topic of financial literacy gets put on the back burner. Sure. And are, are you are you speaking specifically about just the um, uh, like schools being open to the concept of it? Well, in general, I think you know, like um, as a parent myself, what do we look at for our kids in terms of learning? We look at what they're doing at school. Right. What's the report card looking like? You yep. know, if if there's a, a mark there that you need to get up, what do you do? You look for extra learning for that topic. Right. 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 And so there's a lot of focus on. Um, on grades and on core subjects, yeah, uh, which is definitely you know it's it's a part of their life, so it needs to be there. Yeah. But I don't want yeah. to lose the idea of financial literacy as well because these are these are key skills that are going to help them actually help them in real life. You know, yeah, very true, very true. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of what I hear you saying is that um, you know financial literacy is really not a formal course. There's no formal program for it. It's just kind of like life. Yeah, it is. It is like life. It's one of those life skills that now is is definitely starting to get a lot more attention. You know, like the the education circles, the government circles, the parent circles. Yeah. Um, everybody is now starting to buzz about it, which is fantastic to see, and I love seeing that. And there's there's starting to be uh, a lot more out there for it. Um, and so what we've done is we've taken we've taken that need for those those smart habits, and we've just taking a different approach to how we deliver that. Right, okay. Yeah. Now, you know, the fact that there is no formal program and obviously, you know, we talk about all these things that, that parents can do. The parents are busy, right? We got like tons of different things that we're doing. People are working a full time and now with COVID it's even sort of uh, worse, right? It just amplifies the problem. So do you have any kind of like um, thoughts in terms of, you know, what parents can just be doing, like simple things that parents can be doing on an everyday basis that's not going to take up a ton of time, but starts to actually get children, you know, along the path of financial literacy. Yep. Um, well, first, I'm going to say you got to play Minecraft <laughs> because yeah. the kids, when they go on there, it's, you know, even if they spend 10, 10 minutes a day on there, it's yeah. just reinforcing those skills. Got it. Uh, yeah. But in the physical world, um, I definitely think there's things that you can do there, too. You know, like um, the idea of the savings jars. Um, that's that's a great one for young kids. For the older ones, again, it's that applied learning. Like, um, how, you know, they want to buy a computer. Research it. Look at it. Think about it. What are you going to use it for? Think ahead. Um, planning, budgeting, all those kind of things. Yeah, the applied learning for the older ones. And I think that's again, I'm always telling my kids check your check your bank accounts, check your online banking. They have to know where they're at. Yeah. And I think that's a that's a huge piece for them. Yeah. Really good points. Really good points. Uh, you know, yeah, because you know, as parents, our as our kids grow up, we we're more used to just buying them stuff. Uh, but yeah. at some point, it's kind of like getting them to take responsibility of at least doing the research and everything like that, and coming to a conclusion of what they want to buy, and then you can you can help them in that transaction. Yeah, it's it's getting them involved, you know, and it's it's kind of opening that conversation. You know, I know when I was a kid. Um, household, the household didn't talk about finance. You know, my parents were private about it. It yeah. wasn't something they shared. I didn't know how much they made. I didn't know how much they spent. I didn't know how much they saved. And I really feel like we need to open that conversation um, and and really share that with kids. You know, like when we were buying um, 
uh, used car, we got them involved in it. You guys take, we're not just going to buy it and bring it home and show you. Yeah. I want you to understand how we're coming to these decisions, you know? Right. Okay. I mean, are you proposing that we share what we make and what we spend, like everything with the children? I don't know if it's a bad thing, to be honest with you. I don't think yeah. you have to get to the nickels and dimes of it, you know? Yeah. But just the idea that um, even for the young ones, just the idea that, hey, we're not, we don't have a money tree in the backyard. Yep. We have to decide. So I've, I get so much money every month and I have to you plan it out which goes where. So I can't buy everything that you're asking for in the store or, or putting it in terms of, you know, I really want this toy. You know, I really, really, really want this toy. Well, that's going to take me a half a day's work. So right. I have to make decisions and that's, um, you know, like those kind of things, you don't necessarily have to have to be completely, um, you know, uh, yeah. transparent. But at the same time, I don't think it's a bad thing. I really don't. Yeah. Okay. No, that's very interesting. Obviously, you know, uh, the sort of can of worms that I feel like it opens up is, you know, all of a sudden, like kids talking at school about what their parents are making and things like <laughs> that, right? So it's like... <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there has to be some, some discussions about discretion too. Yeah, but, everything has a double-edged sword. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I certainly wouldn't, wouldn't tell a five-year-old, but, um, you know, maybe by the time they're, they're approaching independence on their own, maybe it's okay for them to know that there are struggles and there are wins, and yeah. you have to know how to manage both of those. Right. you know, and no matter what your income is, it's, it's good to, again, like go back, going back to the discussion we had earlier, knowing how to manage it. Right. Yeah, yep. no, absolutely. Makes sense. So uh, Pam, tell me through these experiences, have you sort of, you know, how has it changed you? Oh, you know what? I feel like um, my whole transformation getting from uh, to this point has kind of been one of those things that's like the butterfly in the cocoon, you know, it takes a long time and a lot of different stages. And I think everything that I've done to this point has contributed to, to my ability to share this, this knowledge right now. You know, I, all my experiences at the bank, all my experiences with the kids in the stores, you know, as a parent myself, yeah. I'm in the classrooms with the teachers, I'm seeing how they learn, seeing right. what they're learning, all these things that, that I've been able to participate in has kind of helped me to, to share this knowledge in the way that we're doing. Right, yeah. yeah. So tell me, you know, as a, as a parent, is there one feeling that you have that you would rather not feel? <laughs> that is a tough question. <laughs> um, you know what, I think probably most parents can relate to this. The feeling that I would prefer not to feel is one of um, competition or comparing, you know? And uh, I feel that a lot of, uh, parents kind of get caught up in that, you know, and, and especially right. when you're, you know, you're busy, you're doing things and, and it's, it's happened to myself too, you know, where I see, um, parent X over here is doing all these wonderful crafts with their kids and spending all this time with all the at-home science experiments and stuff. And I think, Oh, I should be doing more of that. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing such a great job. I need to do more of that. Or, um, you know, on the other hand, seeing, um, parents that are putting their kids into all kinds of these extra learning programs and stuff and I think oh should I be doing that too you know am I am I get, am I not giving my kid every advantage by by holding them back from that and so I really tried to keep myself out of that kind of you know those kind of feelings um but yeah. you know just to share a little bit of insight on that so you know just thinking about all the extra learning and stuff that's available for kids these days 
my dad was an elementary school teacher for like 35 years or something. And okay. I remember saying to him when one of my kids was in elementary, oh, dad, you know, all these, all these people are doing this extra tutoring and this extra learning. And it's not because the kids need to get caught up. It was because they were trying to get them ahead. Right. So I thought, oh, do I, should I, should I do that too? Like, ah. and he said to me, and I love this. He said, you know, having taught elementary for 35 years and now having the perspective of time, he's retired. Yep. He said, you know, there's only so many years in a person's life that they have to be stress-free, pressure-free, carefree. He said, don't, you know, feel the need to put extra extra work or extra pressure on your kids to to perform to some level just let them be and it will all work out <laughs> and so that's the kind of the, the the approach that i've been taking and it and it's been good <laughs> for you you know I, yeah i, I said that to my kids too right it's, it's the easiest times of their lives so they might as well enjoy it. <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> only that's get stuff right. so, yeah exactly and that's why making we want to make learning fun for them you know yes yeah, so, yeah. excellent yeah so um, Pam, tell me, what's your hope for your audience? Well, my hope for my audience is, uh, I guess I have really three parts to my audience. I have kids, I have parents, and I have teachers. And my hope for kids is that they um, can, use, can use our program and can use any, any kind of learnings that they get around financial literacy in their real life to become responsible and independent money managers, because that's what's going to help them going forward. Right. My hope for parents is that they open up the conversation and um, feel empowered and um, you know, comfortable enough to do that and to share with their kids um, you know, maybe where they're at or maybe how they come to their decisions and how they, how, why and how they have to make the choices that they make. Right. Um, I think that's an important piece of learning uh, for their kids as well. So I hope that they feel comfortable to do that going forward. And for teachers as well, you know, it's uh, it's coming for them. Financial literacy is definitely um, going to going forward. It's going to be a part of many teachers' uh, curriculums and, and and daily lesson plans and lives. And so, um, I hope that they also can can use the resources that we're giving them or any resources they find to feel comfortable in teaching those lessons. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, no, that's excellent. Um, Pam, just tell people how they can get a hold of Money Prep or how they can get a hold of you. Sure. They can get a hold of Money Prep by coming to our website at www.moneyprep.com. And uh, there's a, a contact us button on there, but they can, if anybody's interested in discussing, uh, you know, financial literacy at all, either for their kids or, or anything else, they want to help advance the cause. Um, you can email me directly, pam at moneyprep.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, uh, Pam. It's been, uh, it's been wonderful. Yeah, it's been great talking to you, Jason. Yeah, same here. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen. We would really appreciate if you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or send us any feedback to reachingroots at wishslate.com. Also, download the Wishslate app to help organize wish lists for your family and change the way you gift. You can download this from www.wishslate.com slash download.